Fruit Bubblicious and some Skittles. Once again, guys, welcome to the Fresh Podcast of LA, a Will Smith Appreciation Podcast. I'm here with my not a co-host, not a co-host, co-host Tony Santos. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tony, we basically took a poll, and and anybody who comes in here disagrees. Like you're the you're the unofficial co-host. I I would like to see the results of this alleged poll. <laughs> <laughs> Only who, unofficial by by your call. That's surveyed. your call. Who are who are these 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 supposed people that were surveyed? I can't, I can't name I can't name my sources. <laughs> I can't name the pollsters. I call shenanigans. Look, you call voter fraud. I call shenanigans. Yes, I want to see. I have allegations. I'm gonna take this. this is <laughs> court. Tell me, I have. They're gonna be like, nah, get out of here. You have no no evidence to back up your claims. But I'm like, that's completely besides the point. But any whoosies. Um, any whoosie, whatsies, putsies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the young and the restless. Um this we see the return of Vir- Miss Virginia Capers here as Hattie uh Banks. Yes, yes Hattie yes. Banks. Granny. And I don't know if we mentioned it before, but uh fun fact, Hattie uh Virginia Capers was on the show Frank's Place in the late eighties with Tim and Daphne Reed. Oh. Yes, he was in twenty two episodes and as you guys know, Daphne Reed is the is the season four through six Aunt Viv and Tim Reed was the father in Sister Sister. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So that was just, you know, small world. It's a I small world after all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what were your, what was your general thoughts with this episode? I mean, I um, I always love whenever we get family members, like extended family, because mm-hmm. um, I think that was always something that never sat right with me with other um, sitcoms. Yeah, uh, they would mention obviously, like you know, the people that are in the sitcom must have families right they have right right um unless you know by but you know so often they would either kind of give them guest spots yes you know maybe here or there um i always bring up golden girls as like one of my other favorite sitcoms and And she guest starred in that too oh she oh she did she did (laughs) oh my god she did uh, but no, it was just always so irritating that on the Golden Girls, they would obviously mention, you know, they're telling all these stories to their roommates and, you know, my sister this, my daughter that, my son here. Mm-hmm. And they would sometimes bring in, you know, these family members. But more often than not, they were never played by the same person. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was always like uh, it was only a few, few times where they would actually try to establish any kind of continu- continuity by trying to bring in the same folks playing the same characters. And Fresh Prince has been really great about doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have established that, you know, this is, you know, the mother, you know, of Philip Banks. This is going to be the woman that plays that character. And it's consistent. Um, yes. The same thing for uh, Vivian's uh, sisters, you know, when all, I think there's four of them in total, if yes. I'm remembering correctly. I think, yeah, five sisters. Yeah, five. I don't think there's any recasting, uh, maybe with the youngest sister, I think there may have been, um, with with the one sister that is probably there the least amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll be able to verify that once we get to those episodes. But by and large, it's like uh, Will's mom is Will's mom, and it's always played by the same actress mm-hmm. and from the other aunts. And um, I just love that. And so I always appreciate just Fresh Prince is always just, you know, above and beyond a lot of other sitcoms for a lot of reasons. But I think that's one of the for me at least it felt like they were actually establishing a family establishing a world and they weren't just trying to uh stay focused just on the you know five or six series regulars um and they 
you know, actually took care to, to, you know, stick with it and commit right. to it rather than just, I guess we should have, you know, somebody, oh, well, they're not, you know, able to, well, you know, like, obviously there has to be some sort of coordination and they're committing to like, no, we need that actress at this time for this episode. Mm-hmm. And if not, we're going to make, we're going to make some changes as we need to in order to make it happen. Um, yeah. So I really, really do love it. No, yeah, uh, that's a great point you bring up, too. And I think another sitcom that does that well is, is Seinfeld, uh, when they're always bringing family members in, um, because they do so well with character. They, they cast character actors. Same thing with Fresh Prince. And it takes me back to what Grant, Greg Daniels was saying uh, when he was casting for The Office and when they would bring guest stars. You know, later on in the series, they brought, you know, like Idris Elba in and Will Ferrell. But generally, right. he had a rule where he didn't want to do stunt casting. Uh, which mm. is what you saw a lot in Friends. Because number one, he didn't really want to distract from the main characters. Right. And number two, he wanted to guarantee that the same person would be able to come back because he didn't like recasting roles. If that person couldn't come back, then their character wouldn't come back. Um, right, and I think that that's a really, yeah, that that's a smart thing to do. Because I, it is a trope, especially within the late 80s and the early 90s. Mm-hmm. The same character would be played by two, three, sometimes even four different people throughout the course of the entire series. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely Fresh Prince is, you know, because of the span of the series and because of the time in which it is starting, you know, it's this is like 1991, I believe is the original air date on this one. Yes. Um, and so we are coming to the end of that where we no longer feel the need to constantly recast the mother, the father, mm-hmm. you know, these people that are only showing up maybe for a grand total of, you know, five to seven episodes throughout like a three to five season series. So, yeah, yeah I, I always love whenever extended family gets to come through uh, Fresh Prince because it's always just fun just to expand the relationship just beyond, you know, the same six people that are in the house. It's nice. It's awesome. And it's not like cheesy or corny. It's like you feel like they have roots and they're connected to each other and they grew up with each other. It's not like, oh, I'm the quirky person. I'm just here for this particular arc and that's right. it. You know, right. they make like they, they mention Uncle Phil's nickname again, uh, which was Zeke. <laughs> yeah, Zeke, which was yeah. something I forgot to mention in the last episode. You know, like when Will came in late, he was mentioning how he was on a basketball team. And again, this is a sitcom in 1991. So it was very formulaic, whereas it wasn't a narrative arc, right? The season, mm-hmm. it wasn't one big story. It's just a story contained within the one episode. And usually you don't reference back to other episodes, but they do a good job in this series where they do. They have good continuity. At times, you know, we, we've talked about like the ages and stuff like that and <laughs> how old they are supposed right. to be, and, you know, in <laughs> correlation to when they actually graduate high school. Uh, but for the most part, they're really good with doing callbacks. Uh, so once again, this is directed by Jeff Melman and written by Lisa Rosenthal. Mm -hmm. And this is episode 18. I think we said, yes, episode 18. Uh, so yeah, so the cold open this time is very, very short. Will and Ashley are making plans for when granny gets in and, you know, he's detailing out, you know, going on the merry-go-round. And I think he mentioned like another ride. And then mm-hmm. Ashley's was like, for the last time, we're not breaking into Michael Jackson's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> to Neverland. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. He's like, we're going to go see the petting zoo here and go in this merry-go-round and, and all this stuff. And then Carlton walks in because Will's playing music. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, turn it off. We're about to pick up grandma. I don't think she wants to, to walk in here and hear that. And then Will's just like, you're just jealous because you can't dance. So we know that the birth of the Carlton dance has not happened yet. No, not yet. And I was actually, when he started, he's like, oh. And I was like, I thought, is this the moment? Because uh, I actually, from the top of my head, can't remember the episode that the Carlton is actually birthed. And I think that's in the new living room set. It has to be, right? Yeah, it yeah. definitely has to be. Um, yeah, so maybe we don't get to it until season two. Because I feel like this is a set we have for the entirety of season one, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. All right. That makes sense. Um no, I, I just literally, as I was watching it, I was just like, oh, is this it? And it wasn't <laughs> it. I just was like, mm, okay. It didn't wow. happen yet. Let down. All right. And I know that 
Like, that's only because I know of what's to come. If I didn't, right. if I was watching this fresh, I just would have thought, like, oh, that's a cute, adorable, dorky scene. But because I know, like, the Carlton, you know. Yeah, the, the Tom the Jones dance. obsession. Right. The whole dance that even just bears the name of the character itself. Like, that's how iconic and, and you know, signature it is. It, it's just, yeah, complete total letdown. <laughs> 100%. It's, it was yeah. so funny when Will was like, I could never do the Carlton dance. Cause I just don't have that hand and foot coordination. And my mom always made fun of like how Will Smith can't dance. <laughs> She's always like, he can't dance. Will Smith? Yeah. Like yeah, if you Will watch Smith's some stuff. Not, he's not much of a dance. Like he, even in his music videos, when it is choreographed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's not a lot. Like, I don't no. think anybody would ever be like, oh, Will Smith is a great dancer. Like no. that's just never been one of his. I always feel like though, he is a better dancer when he's goofing off. Right. Uh, which is why so many of these like Fresh Prince gifts are Will Smith just like goofing around and he's not caring and he's just. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely compared to Alfonso Ribeiro, who is a dancer, like, yes. you know, he wasn't only a child star, but back when you are trying to be a child star, especially in the late 70s and 80s, you had to be a triple threat. You had to mm-hmm. act sing, and dance. And Alfonso Ribeiro is a very gifted dancer. He's very good. Uh, there's a reason why that dude went on to win. Didn't he win? Yeah, he yes. won Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with right? the Stars. And mm-hmm. that's because he ha- he's a dancer by trade. We just all happen to know him as an actor rather than a dancer. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there was a little bit of, like, an uproar when he was first announced because we were like, that's not fair. Right. <laughs> but it's like they let anybody and everybody, like, you know, um, I remember where it was, uh, what's her name? It was the, uh, Olympia, it was the Olympian and she and her partner, they had oh, just Gabby come Dennis. off of, no, uh, she, she wasn't a figure skater. She was a, uh, ice dancer. Oh, I don't know, but like literally yeah. that's the name of the sport that she yeah. has middle inch ice dancing mm-hmm. and it's basically figure skating without the lifts and the flips and whatnot. It's right. just, you know, there are limitations, but she is literally a dancer and it's like, you know, these things that like anybody else would have to, uh, you know, take like months, you know, to develop, you know, skills mm-hmm. and, and, and tricks. She's just like nailing them right off the bat. Cause it's like, she's literally a dancer and nobody had anything to say about her or her partner. So yeah, it just right. was, yeah. It, it, Dancing with the stars is such a terrifying fandom to begin with. <laughs> about toxic fandoms. I'm like, Dancing with the stars is like a weird effing fandom. Cause there's no right reason. Yeah, it's always drama. There's no rhyme or reason about when people decide to pounce. Um, it's just people just like, you know, again, the drama of it all. But any hoosies. We're talking about Fresh Prince, not about Dancing with the Stars. Uh, <laughs> what was the next bit of this scene? It was... Um, that was it. Yeah. Th- and then, she- then Will just looks to camera. Because right. he's like, take that or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so quick. It's a quick call to open. We cut the credits. Right. And then after the credits... Uh, Granny comes in and Carlton's kind of talking her ear off about his grades and you know he's like oh that was like a close one because he's getting an A minus in one class but it was a mistake so it was actually like an A right um, but we learned that she's staying with them to recuperate from the flu which she insists is a cold and you know she's from the mm-hmm. south so she's just basically like I didn't go to a doctor <laughs> oh, no, of course not you don't do that yeah something has to be broken in or bleeding yeah there you go um, but everybody has plans for how they want to spend time with grandma. You know, she is just the cat's meow in that household. Oh, she, she is. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. So Will wants to like basically going on an adventure with her and mm-hmm. Hillary wants to go to the spa and Ashley wants to do crafts and Vivian wants to go to the museum. But Uncle Phil is like, you need to chill. Shut it all down. down. Yeah. Yeah. He's shutting it down. He's like, oh my goodness. He is. He's on one in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, Phil is just, I, I mean, I, I get, like, I've seen this in action, you know what I mean? Like, with mm-hmm. my own dad and my own grandmother, uh, just because I've never viewed my grandmother as frail, but because she's such a, she is, like, the nicest, kindest, um, you know, born-again Christian woman, you know, where she's just nothing but just an unending well of forgiveness. And she's just, you know, like a storybook grandma, right? Yeah. So sometimes when people fuss over her, I just don't get it at all. Because I'm just like, <laughs> she's nice. She's not weak. Like, there is a difference. Yeah. And I feel like Phil is definitely falling into that trap where he views his mother as weak. And it's like, she's not weak. She's just nice. She's just mm-hmm. kind. 
and because you know he views her as just like you know oh no you're too you're getting older and you're too frail and of course there's also the thing of like you know i'm sure he's you know realizing how programming you know probably doesn't have a whole lot of years ahead of her Right. Um, I think kids get really scared when that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When we actually, when I first moved here, my family came out to help me, you know, move into my place, hang out with me, take the opportunity for a trip to California. And uh, we were talking, me and my sisters, and we reminded my sister, like, oh, mom will be uh, 60, you know, next year. And my youngest sister, she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, mom will be 60 <laughs> next year. She burst into tears. Oh, man. And why are you crying? And she's like, I don't know. I just really love my mama. And I think she just never really attached an age to my mom. And when she was confronted with the fact of like, your mom is going to be 60, which means eventually there will be a time in which your mother will no longer be here with us. And she just could not handle it. And she just, yeah, she immediately burst tears. I think there is also a little bit of that where Phil is just so protective of his mom, so protective of just, anything and everything happening to her but he just takes it to this unhealthy degree where you know apparently all she's allowed to do is just sit on this couch with a blanket yeah like the next scene after all this um (laughs) jeffrey comes in and just like (laughs) puts like what is it he puts like a beverage or some kind of treat down next to her on the side table because she's sofa and you know puts that down puts this down and then throws like this huge massive like knit blanket over her (laughs) She's like doing a crossword or something, some sort yeah. of booklet or something. Um, it's a crossword, yeah. She mentioned yeah. it later. So it's like that's all she's allowed to do right now. She's allowed to sit on the sofa, do a crossword with this massive blanket around her. And uh, I love that Will comes in and he's just sort of like, you know, oh, what is it? No, he's talking about the girl, isn't he? He's talking about the girl. He's talking about the girl that he's trying to court. Yeah. And then she tells this story, which I was confused about as well, too. And I, I had to watch it, like, three times. <laughs> right. To see what she was getting at. Because she's like, there was this a female, uh, this heifer, which is a female cow, that had right. to choose between this alpha bull and this, like, slim, handsome, charming bull. And then she says, like, all season long, the heifer couldn't choose. But by fall, the breeding season was over, so she chose the alpha bull. So I was like... Does she mean, like, she chose too late and it was too late to breed? Or did she, like, breed with the slim dude and then got with the alpha one for hibernation because he's, like, warm and Right. I, I think it's <laughs> supposed to be, like, you know, the slim charming bull should have made the approach first before mm. the, the, the female cow could go ahead and pick just the biggest, toughest guy, the alpha bull, just because... Yeah, that makes sense. That right. Makes, in relation to Will's story, that makes more sense. Because I was like, I was trying to put together. Right, like, yeah. That gif with the, <laughs> all the equations swirling around my head. Right. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a cute little scene. And, you know, going back to Jeffrey real quick, I love, like, she was like, oh, did I just win the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> and he's like, I was instructed to keep you warm at all times. Right. <laughs> at all times. It's like, what? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, And I love how everybody, this is the thing that pisses me off, though. It's the Mm -hmm. very next scene. The family has come back from a a shopping trip, right? right? And they they left Grandma there. Yes. Like, what the shit is, like, what? What do you mean you went shopping without Grandma? Like, shopping is not, like, this incredibly high-impact activity. No. Just straight up left her there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. weird. And then, this, like, the, the scene that ends, I guess, the next one, which we'll get to. But, yeah, they do this this shopping trip. They leave her there. They get her a couple gifts, of course. But uh, then they have the, they smell, like, this pine, this pine smell there. So they follow the smell to the kitchen. And not everybody has to go for some reason. But <laughs> they follow the smell. They find her. She's on her hands and knees scrubbing the floors. And mm-hmm. Phil's just like, what the? What? <laughs> Okay, but it also leads to this moment where they're like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's Jeffrey's job. And she's like, no, it ain't. Yep. Jeffrey comes in. Oh, my God. Absolutely love this outfit that Jeffrey is in. <laughs> it's, it's so just, British. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful tweed coat and like this wool cap and like these leather gardening gloves. And he has this really like old vintage looking like wooden rake. Yeah, and he's just like I've begun the mulch pile, and it's just—it's <laughs> great. I, 
it, it was a shock because I realized, like, oh, God, we don't get to see Jeffrey, you know. He's obviously working. He's at mm-hmm. work, but we always see him in the, you know, the the, the, bow the traditional tie and the butler tails. garb. Yes, exactly, and the white gloves and the tails, and just to see him like this, just a little bit more casual, even though it's still so distinguished and ad- and straight up adorable. This is the <laughs> outfit on him. I love it. Um, but... I know he had a specific outfit for that. You know, right, he didn't put on a coat over for... his uniform. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a specific I... outfit for his outdoor work. I love it. And I love how, you know, Phil is like, you know, how could you, you know, basically let her, you know, you're not supposed to be, you know, she's not supposed to be doing that. And how could you just go ahead and agree with it? And he says something like, well, is she threatened me with a whooping or something? Yes. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) I love Granny. I love everybody's dynamic with Grammy is like, you know, so adorable i yeah. that's what that's another reason why i really love this character um i love when people can just kind of come in and it shakes things up a little bit but especially with this character it's never um she's not uh destructive she's right. not like i'm not i feel like so many other characters in that kind of sitcom formula where it's like let's have a visitor and it'll mm-hmm. turn things off and it's like obviously like either like you know um like, we even saw it with the Don Cheeto episode. It was like, yeah. we're going to introduce, like, this troublemaker. And it's right. obviously going to, like, you know, be, you know, uh, this obtrusive, you know, presence in our everyday life. But, like, Granny is obtrusive, but, like, it's really sweet and nice mm-hmm. and gentle and soft. It's not annoying. And they're more so, you know, impressing that upon her. It's not, it doesn't really seem to be her choice. <laughs> no matter like she has to be she has to go there for a week just to make her son feel better but still mm-hmm. good All i right. think she would have been fine staying because i believe she still has um his father i think his father only makes that one appearance um in episode three or four i think but, so but this is the second of her sixth appearance mm-hmm. but they never this is not the episode where they make mention of his death so i think he is still alive mm-hmm. um so yeah she would have been fine just you know chilling with her husband Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like she's by herself at this point. So yeah, I I just, uh, but Phil overreacts. I mean, even when, you know, Vivian, you know, is saying like, Hey, let's take a trip to the botanical gardens or whatever. And she's like, Oh, I'll go get my sweater. And immediately Phil's like, what are you cold? Jeffrey's, you know, just like (laughs) turn up the thermostat. And he's like, dude, it's already 80 in here. Like, what what do you want me to do? And my it, sister, it, like, she's killing me in this apartment because she always has to put the temperature on 78. Like, I am suffocating. So I can only imagine what 80 feels like in, in Bel Air, in Los Angeles, right. in California. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Uh, my dad, he's the opposite. He is a polar bear. He likes a meat locker. He, it's, always, it's never warmer than 65 in his home. So there were times <laughs> when I literally have to just go into his closet or even my brother's closet, my youngest brother's closet, and he has a winter coat that they only mm-hmm. ever take whenever they're going to, like, you know, somewhere, like, really, like, you know, Colorado, you know, or, you know, Minnesota or anywhere like that. And I literally just sit in the house like that with a big old winter coat. <laughs> And my dad's just walking around in his little, like, you know, basketball shorts and T-shirts. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you think mm-hmm. I'm doing? Like, I'm trying to live here. Um, because, yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. Yes, because men run really hot and we run really cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I can't think of anything more peaceful than going to the botanical gardens. Like, right. oh, if I want to if I wanna have some peace and quiet and just kind of, like, be in a meditative state. That's mm-hmm. where I would go, to the gardens. Right. So literally the most chill activity that they could possibly do, and Phil is not having it. Immediately there's, like, a problem, and he's just, like... It's uh, very condescending. It's very, like, oh, no, no, mother, no. Yeah. Stay here. Like, you're talking to yeah. like a child. And even when Vivian, when she obviously sees how upset Phil is about the possibility of, you know, his mother leaving the house, she's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why don't we all just then, you know, we'll all go swimming. We'll all enjoy the pool. And he's like, that's great. So that way grandma can stay in here and take a nap. And everyone's yeah. just like, what the shit? <laughs> like, what but then they all go. They all leave. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't, like, feel right. I know they right. have to move on to the next scene. And maybe they're just like, this is a lost cause of an argument. But right. I feel like somebody may have objected, <laughs> at least for a moment. Should, at least Vivian, right? It, yes. it, it, it's obviously just 
you know, like we talked about before, they need to explain where everybody is at a given point. It's like a mm-hmm. play, right? Yeah. So they just need to go ahead and explain that the reason why Grandma and Will are alone is because the rest of the family is going out to, we assume, the pool house in order to go swimming. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, it, it was weird, and it's a kind of convenience, but okay, cool. Let's leave as a group. We're walking right. in the house as a group. We walk into the kitchen as a group. We're pushing and now we along. walk out to the That's pool. That's when the direction gets kind of funky in these episodes that that uh, Jeff Melman directs, because it is very much like a play. Yeah, it's not he natural. Stages it. Yeah, right. It's not natural. It's, it's not natural. natural. Hillary would have like went back to her room, went exactly. through her purchases. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Maybe Viv and, and Ashley would have went, and that's it. <laughs> um, okay. So yes, as you mentioned, Will Will walks in after the family leaves, and uh, Granny's really upset. Uh, that's the fact that she's kind of being shunned and and she's getting cabin feverish. Mm-hmm. So he says that he thanks her for the, the girl advice and mm-hmm. that they're going to go out on her next day off, but that he doesn't have a date to the concert going on that night. The heavy D mm-hmm. concert brings back memories. <laughs> <laughs> so Will proposes that they go together and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I forgot the artist. She mentions Charles dance or something, but Charles dance Charles. from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, not yeah, Charles I, dance. No. Daniels. Daniels. Yes, Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Daniels. Which you all know because this is Charlie Daniels of the Charlie Daniels band and went down to Georgia. Yes. Yes, yes. he thinks Heavy D. It's Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Daniels of Devil Went Down to Georgia fame. Yes, that's who she thinks <laughs> that he's talking about. It's adorable. So then he's like, no, check this out. And he samples some of his music. And she gets down. You know, she's doing mm-hmm. a lot better than Carlton. She's Seriously. definitely t- going to the beat. Better. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will's hyping her up, and this is the point, of course, when Uncle Phil comes back. It's like, what the hell's going on in here? And he, like, kind of, like, tries to catch her or something, because she's startled. Obviously, he's come, He's a big man. He's coming in right. like, yo, what's going on in here? And then she's like, get off me, because he's, like, hold, restraining her. <laughs> like, she's having a seizure. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, and then he overreacts, completely overreacts. Yeah. And grounds totally. Will. You know, this is is the part where I'm going to side with Will and not Uncle Phil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He grounds Will for that. And uh, Will tries to kind of play like, you know, you always say rap music's bad for me. So let's treat this as a punishment and have me go to the concert. (laughs) He's like, please don't make me go. Yeah, please don't make (laughs) me go. And then uh, Grandy kind of busts in. He's like, you know, don't overreact, whatever. And he's like, a woman your age shouldn't be dancing. And I was like, what? Mm. come on over the line that was over the line for her apparently because she was like mm-hmm. you don't tell me what to do like mm-hmm. very like oh parental, i saw right? it <laughs> oh no the hand went on the hip yes the death glare yeah no you know the look if you have mm-hmm. a mother who is a woman of color you know mm-hmm. exactly that pose that tone that look that said don't tell me what to do yes it, yeah it was like, we always talk about how scary Uncle Phil can be. Like, that's yes. he doesn't get it from his daddy. He gets it from how scary his Get it from his be. mama. It's so good. It's such a great scene. Um, I just hate how, like, this only works if Uncle Phil is overreacting, right? Mm-hmm. It's so annoying, though, that he is overreacting, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of, like, conflicted about just, ugh. Like, I know that this is all just to be a feature for, for, for Grandma. And obviously, this is meant to be the buddy cop episode with yeah. Grandma and Will. And I really do appreciate that. I love it. It's adorable. I just hate that, like, they have to do, in order for it to work, Uncle Phil has to be the hysterical overreacting one. Which does track for the character. Yes. Um, it's it's just annoying, though. It's just, you know, I don't think anybody could really walk away from this feeling like, oh, Uncle Phil was right that whole time. No, no, for sure. I think they can relate because I think it does pay off at sure. the end. Yeah, we, we're going to be able to relate at the end of it. And like you said, I think it is within character. So it's annoying. I think, in my opinion, it's annoying because it's annoying because we're watching the character and mm-hmm. we're we've been in Granny's place too, and we're kind of looking at the outside. We're we're the outsiders looking in, and we're like, "What is he doing?" Mm-hmm. She is, you know, his elder. She knows what's best for herself. She has agency. But mm-hmm. then as we look at, you know, as a child to their parent, we're like, okay, well, we get it. Or we'll be at an age where we do get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's poorly written. I think it, it is 
pretty realistic and tracks with his character. But like he right. said, it's just annoying. <laughs> it's just annoying because in that situation, he is being annoying. It's meant to be annoying as mm-hmm. a character in the sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it all equates to annoying. <laughs> exactly. Right. So but- uh, he, he walks out. Right. And they decide to go anyway to the concert. They do. They're going to go to the concert. They're and I love his grandma's idea, though. Like, Will yes. is like, you know, what do you, like, what, you know, Will, you know, what if Uncle Phil catches us? And she's like, Phil won't see us. And I just love that she's like, no, we're doing this. You're going. And I just <laughs> love that she's the one getting mischievous Will Smith to, like, yes. go along with, like, this plan for them to sneak out. And I love how committed she is to it. Like, she's walking through the house with this bathrobe, you know, later on, mm-hmm. these pillows, like she's ready to just go to bed. And even when Aunt Viv is like, oh, would you like some, she offers like, I think like hot chocolate or something. Right. And like, oh no, I don't need that stimulation. You know, I don't need the caffeine. <laughs> and I just, I so committed to it. I love it. It's amazing. So she goes up to Will's room and she takes off uh, the robe and she's got this amazing, <laughs> outfit on yes it's very like grandma at the casino yes (laughs) i love it it's like this beautiful necklace and a scarf and a hip belt with like Mm -hmm. the belt has beads and sequins on it yes t-shirt that says hank williams world tour (laughs) oh i love it absolutely love it and will is looking like will you know yes He's yeah. he snazzed up too. I was like, oh, okay, this is probably I one know. of the sharpest times he's dressed up in season Love one. Love it. Love this bomber jacket. It's just like plain black uh, shirt and, and pants underneath. And it's this really beautiful, colorful bomber jacket on top and just plain black glasses. It, it's it was pretty bomb. It was pretty bomb. I love, even though we don't see him, I love that Jazz is their getaway driver. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like Jazz will be around the corner. <laughs> He's talking like it's a whole like heist plan, <laughs> right? No, and I love that the whole uh, the whole plan, you know, in order to you know those pillows that she's walking around, and right. so that way she can use them as like, oh no, we got to make it look like you're in bed, right? Yeah. And, oh my god, I just love this entire scene. Like this, it's it's like a heist scene. Yeah, it's like a heist with Grandma <laughs> and Will. I love it. It's beautiful. It um, is beautiful. And then they make it to the concert, mm-hmm. and the backstage. <laughs> they're backstage and this guy is is following them and he's like yo dude i promise you she's not queen latifah queen latifah <laughs> i wonder what's up with all these queen latifah references because she she comes to the show she plays two different roles and then they making the, they're making this queen latifah reference and i swear there was another one earlier this season well, I feel like, especially this time too, I feel like Heavy D and Queen Latifah, if your show wanted somebody, you know, who was a hip hop artist, like those mm-hmm. were the two that were always popping up. And maybe it's because they actually had an interest in acting. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, you know, I don't really know what was going on in their careers. I don't know if at that point they were still maybe considered B-list or not. Maybe they were on the way up or on the way down. I have no idea. Um, it just always felt like, especially this is before uh, Living Single. Right. But I do remember seeing Queen Latifah a lot, you know? Like, she was always kind of popping up in, like, these kind of, you know, TV shows and whatnot. And, and mm-hmm. Heavy, D, Heavy D was, like, everywhere. Heavy D was mm-hmm. on... Um, uh, what was the other show that he was always constantly on? Maybe he was just on Fresh Prince a lot. Maybe that's why I remember him. Um, yeah, I, I believe he was on the show already. Wasn't he also, like, on... Maybe he did make appearances on, um, like, A Different World... Uh, also, I feel like it's all these Quincy Jones projects, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. he also on A Different World? He I think also so. would have been like on Blossom, which would have been the other show that was also really big at NBC at the time. Yeah. Um, or any of these other. Yeah. So I just feel like those were the ones that were always like up to make an appearance. Like if you're, if your sitcom star needed to be at a concert or a musical thing or something, it was always Heavy D mm. and apparently Queen Latifah too. So. <laughs> yeah no for sure and yeah i was wondering if, like were they signed by quincy jones or are they under his label i have to do a little bit more research i just find right. it funny obviously you know like you know tom jones is mentioned a lot but oh, <laughs> he never comes on the show but i'm just love him just... well, no he does oh he does in season six i think carlton's guardian angel yes okay <laughs> all right then there we go there we go uh, yeah, so they're backstage. She gets she gets mistaken for Queen Latifah and Ella Fitzgerald. 
mm-hmm. which is funny. This this right. whole backs this whole backstage access thing was weird because it was just yes. like anybody walking around, and then eventually Uncle Phil and Carlton walk in there because right. back at the house. They they went to Ashley went to check on her grandma for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. I don't get it when people are faking like you know they're still in their beds. That's the time their family members check on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's strange to me. I don't know. Maybe my mom checked on me like that, but I don't distinctly remember that. No, I don't. And then again, I've never been someone who would like sneak out. Me either. So. <laughs> I feel like once I was in bed, I was out, I was done. It's entirely possible that my mom was like, maybe she's gone out. But I never gave my mom any, like, reason to believe that that would be something I would do. So, yeah, I I really can't even begin to – I don't know. I don't know if that's a real thing or if that's something that only happens in movies. So, yeah, so Ashley went to check, found the pillows under the blanket, and then Uncle Mm -hmm. Phil's like, I – no, Viv's like, where would she get an idea like that? Or somebody says it, and Uncle mm-hmm. Phil just opens Will's door and flicks on the light and gives a knowing look. <laughs> <laughs> you have just this snoring, just, you know, <laughs> filling filling the space, <laughs> the snoring. And Ash's like, how could he still be asleep? Because they're calling his name. Right. And, of course, they get discovered. So Carlton and Phil go down to the concert hall to find them. And they get backstage, I guess, for, like, a few minutes until the security guard, like, stops them and then gets distracted himself. (laughs) So they have one security guard backstage for Heavy D. Right. So it's like Carlton gets, you know, uh, distracted by some girl, leaves Mm -hmm. Phil alone. The security guard comes up to Phil and is, like, basically treating him like a groupie. Like, somebody wants Heavy D to hear him rap or whatever. Um, And it's just ridiculous total shenanigans and yeah it's really hang on i i I have it pulled up because i'm kind of unclear how uncle phil ends up on stage oh oh i'll tell you but before that happens there's this funny bit where he asked someone did did you see a a tall guy with a a woman with shaved sides and colorful clothing colorful clothing it's just like this a whole line. It's a whole of line like... of gentlemen <laughs> dressed that way. And he's kind of looking like, oh, oh I guess that's hell. the style. <laughs> exactly. With a skin fade and an earring and just like these really bright paisley patterns. And yeah, the whole look. And oh God, what does he say? Oh, this is what it is. He goes, I'll find him myself. And he mm-hmm. sees a group of people going through a door. And he goes through the door. For whatever reason. <laughs> But then, like, the concert is going on, like, give it up for Heavy D! And he steps out, and people are so upset that it's Uncle Phil and not Heavy D. They start, <laughs> they start, they start throwing booing. garbage at him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, as soon as he steps out, there's nobody checking. There's no stage manager. Uh, His manager's not there. His people's not there. They're just like, it's Heavy D. And then, boo! Immediately, just boos everywhere. Absolutely, it was funny though. It was funny. He just—he's walking out there in his suit. <laughs> uh, oh. So we cut right back to the house. You know, that was that was a quick bit, and everyone, you know, Will's telling the story, and it was like as soon as he walked down, they noticed he wasn't heavy D. They were upset. Wait a minute! I forgot to mention one more thing. <laughs> so. So they, they buy drinks, and they buy food, and they buy concert shirts, because, you know, Hattie's oh. like, well, what do we do now? You know what I'm going to say, right? Wait, is it the dollar twenty-five joke? Yes. Well, it's a, yes, yes. Because the concert shirts are only $10. Right. Which is way cheaper than I've ever bought a concert tee for. But he, the, he's, she's completely like, I can't believe, you know, he wanted to charge me $10. And Will says, I just don't understand how you only paid $1.25 in a picture of grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I played $10 for a concert shirt was like from those scalpers outside the, the arena. Exactly. They're always just like trying to shove it in your chest. Here, right. Here, take, give me the money real quick. <laughs> they go like, run to no. the next person. Get away from me. Like, no, I, I went ahead and paid for my overpriced $30, $40 concert. Did tea. you? Yeah. Sometimes the t shirts outside the arena look much better. Sometimes. Sometimes. But I, I used to have, okay, I don't have them anymore because um, I had a terrible experience, which I feel like a lot of people do. All the things from my childhood got accidentally thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. 
I know. I feel your pain, girl. <laughs> right. See, a lot of people have that story. Yes. But I had this wall in my bedroom, and I went. I was a huge teeny bopper in my teenage years. So I went to every single Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Cher, I, you know, uh, uh, who was uh, O-Town. I went to every Oh, single you went to an O-Town? Hold oh, on. Yes. Don't try to breeze yes. past that. Oh, I went to O-Town, and I did go to the autograph session before the concert that was held in a Walmart parking lot. I sure enough did. Yes, I did. What? Yes, I did. I loved it. But what I would do is my uh, – my tradition was that I would put the concert uh, ticket, like the actual ticket stub, next to a uh, T-shirt on my wall. Mm-hmm. And I would fold them up in a certain way so that way they were just little square, you know, they would look like little square fabric posters. And I had this whole thing, and it would just be like a wall of ticket stubs. And uh, sometimes they would, like, uh, sell those little promo pictures. Yes. And I would just have, like, a little concert memorabilia wall, and I loved it. And when we were moving out of my house to move to another house uh, closer to town, um, I took it all down, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the essentials that I was told to bring with me. So I left it. I gathered it all up. And apparently they were like, well, we're going to go ahead and fix up your old house. So that way, you know, if we want to sell it, we can. And they were told like, you know, here's the stuff that definitely gets thrown out. And here's the stuff that is definitely what the family still wants. They threw out everything. No. Uh, So almost everything like from my childhood um, is just gone. Thankfully, we have like pictures and things like that. But any like actual tchotchkes and actual like little physical things like they're just they're gone. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. And part of that is my concert tea collection. And so RIP for my you know, 10 or so Backstreet Boy t-shirts that would have been on that wall. R.I.P. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, girl, I feel your pain. Like, a lot of photos from my childhood are just, they're lost. People Gone forever. Stop throwing shit out. Like, whoever I these know. people are that just decide, like, oh, they don't need that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop right it. There's way too many millennials that have that story of just mm-hmm. our shit getting out but any who's back to the fresh prince um, back to the fresh prince we got you know so yeah so that was the bit that happened in the concert but we're talking about uh, the end the, the end scene in the living room mm-hmm. and not only is will recounting to the whole family about how everyone hated uncle phil at the concert <laughs> but then he's also talking about the escape plan about how grandma snuck out of the second uh, floor window <laughs> And then, you know, jumped into Jazz's car. Uh-huh. And then when they couldn't make it up the hill, she got up and helped push it. And then Vivian <laughs> has this wonderful line. And she's like, you know, Phil, I think you're right. I don't think your mother will be up for seeing some azaleas tomorrow. <laughs> such a good line. Such a fantastic line. Um, she doesn't shy away from hard work. Because she was like, she, in the earlier episode, she's like, I'm going to go flip the mattresses. <laughs> No, and I just love how she's just, you know, asserting herself now. And she's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm going to go see those azaleas with you. And then she's, like, telling the girls, Hillary and Ashley, like, we're going to go to that spa. And, yep. you know, there's she makes that little comment about, like, you know, Hillary's like, oh, the mud masks. And she's like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, what people pay for in Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, Wait you know. Mud mask. Yeah. And then she's. She just wants to hang out, and she does this for every single family member, even for, you know, Carlton. You know, all he wants to do is just tell his grandma about his schoolwork because he just wants to boast about himself. And she's like, oh, no, you're going to do that, too. Tell me about your schoolwork, which I thought was really sweet because it is the, the, that thing. Well, she Carl- gets a dig in, Adam. Right. But it's still sweet where she's yeah. like, no, you're going to tell me about it. And he's, like, really happy, and he kisses her goodnight and runs off. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was nice that, like, she's – being so sweet to the entire family all she wants to do is just hang out she just wants to be active she just doesn't want to be treated like she's this old person that's just going to break you know at any moment and i i love it and it all culminates you know and all of that you know her telling every family member how she's going to hang out with them that's them getting rid of the characters out of the room so that way her and phil can just have this moment where she's finally like setting him straight it is it is, yeah, and, and he she sets him straight, and like you know, I don't need protecting and and whatnot, or to put, be put in his bubble. And he's just like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just scared. When I talked to you on the phone, and you had the flu, you just sounded so small. 
and I don't want to lose you. Mm. And yeah, it was just a really sweet moment. And then she says, like, she says, oh, I forgot the line because it did make me tear up a little bit. He said, no, he <laughs> said, I just want you to live a long time. And she's like, well, baby, then just let me live. Mm. <laughs> I, think that, I thought that was just so poignant and, mm. and so touching because it's true. It's like, it's not enough to just be here. That's not living. Living is doing what you want to do is taking some risk. It's not, you know, being afraid of, of, of death and, and sickness and stuff like that. Um, but wear your masks. <laughs> yes, wear your mask. <laughs> That's no excuse right now in this pandemic. So yeah, don't don't tell anybody I told you to not wear your mask. <laughs> yeah, seriously, where you can still go out and do yes. things. Just stop trying to. Yeah. Have you know? Oh God, what was it? Uh, oh, and for the hundreds of people that showed up to the club for a bow wow concert. Oh my God, stop! First off, no. Second of all, Bow Wow for real. Okay, all right, all right. Bow Wow is like that Limp Biscuit thing last year yeah. too. <laughs> like, like seriously, yes. this is and somebody made a joke. This is the only way these people can pack out like concerts, seriously, and clubs because <laughs> they're so desperate now to see anybody. Oh my God, it's just so insane. But anywho, uh, like I said, do, you know, yeah. I, 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 me personally, like I'm excited to be able to like you know go on a hike, go on all these, um, you know, these places that are outdoors and, you know, um, or even right now, uh, my mother and my sister, uh, my mother has a timeshare and the timeshare place uh, that she has, they're being real assholes where, you know, you still have to spend your points. Mm -hmm. You lose them. Right. Yeah. So she went ahead and decided like, okay, she picked, you know, uh, what she perceived to be and what she judged to be the most safest hotel and one that she knew that, you know, uh, had the most outdoor areas, so that mm-hmm. way she's not in a contained, you know, hotel, you know, a death box. Um, and then, you know, my sister is like, you know, I just want to make sure that she's safe, but, you know, she still wants to do things. So I told her, I'm right. like, right. Orlando is great for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's like a bunch of outdoor outlet malls. Um, I told her to take her down to that Disney Springs area where almost everything is outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. and even the, the shops that are there, at least it's like, you know, someplace like Disney with enough actual active security to actually, you know, uh, funnel folks and traffic and control the crowd right. so that way you're not just pack folks in without you know any regard because that's a scary thing whenever you know um I was coming home from a uh, doctor's appointment a couple weeks back and I had to uh drive through Hollywood and this is before they shut down the uh the outdoor dining and it's like people are just packed like mm-hmm. on the sidewalk just trying to get to outdoor dining because it's like yeah that's a moderate risk that's not a, a high risk activity but it's still like oh dear god you're all just there and it's not like I have Disney security to just tell you to like maintain six feet away from me oh dear. like it just I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm not even having to walk on that sidewalk and it still filled me with so much anxiety but yes so live your life go ahead and let grandma live her life too wear your damn exactly. mask though uh, there are ways to do this and be safe at the same time. But any hoosies. Is it time to rate the the episode? Is that where we're at right now? Um, yes, that is where we're at. Let's rate the episode. Um, but knowing, knowing, listening to Phil's reasoning, do you, did you feel differently at the end of it? I mean, you know, I get the reasoning. And I definitely, like I, like I said, I've, I've seen it. I've seen my own family do this to, to my grandparents. And even, I've got a grandmother that's 101. You know, I've even seen them. That's a different grandmother. Like I've seen them do this for her. Even when my grandmother is 101, right? And she mm-hmm. turned 101 in the middle of the pandemic last year. That means she'll be 102 this year. Okay. So yeah. my mother made a comment about how, like, oh, you know, I'm just concerned about this pandemic, especially for your Wella. And I'm like, that woman is 101. If that doesn't tell you that she's not going any damn where until she's good and goddamn ready, like mm-hmm. I don't know what will. And so it just is strange to me how, you know, especially, and I'm sure I'm going to feel the same way with my mother. I'm saying this now as a granddaughter, but I'm yeah. sure that it's my mom in that position. I'm going to feel differently, but it's just such a strange thing to witness it as a grandkid. Cause it's like, I can see how, yes, my grandparents are older. Yes. Like, you know, they do have health concerns and whatnot, but they're strong and they're vital and they're active and they're independent. And so it's like, I can understand the fear, 
that, you know, Phil and other people like, you know, Phil in this scenario have for their parents. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> you can't just keep people like in a room on the couch wrapped up in a blanket with the thermostat set at 80 degrees and let them do it <laughs> for the rest of their life, right? Like, mm. you, just, you can't do that. Um, so if I was going to rate this episode, um, I gave last week's, uh, I believe, a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give this one, um, I think I'll give this one a 7.5 or an 8. Let's say an 8. Ooh, let's do it. Let's okay. give it 8 out of 10. I still okay. really enjoy this episode. Right. I don't think it's ever going to reach like my top 10. No. Uh, but I do enjoy it for the fact that, like I said, I love when extended family comes to town. I love when they don't even have to have like a specific reason. Like their whole reasoning for her to be there is because like, oh, she's getting over the flu and mm-hmm. she wants to do that. But really she's there because she just wants to hang out with her family. Yes. Um, and that's what family does. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, the family is here because of the family reunion. Oh, the family mm-hmm. is here because of a wedding. Like, no, family is just here because family wanted to come see you. And so I, I really love that. I love it's grandma and Will, like, team up and get into shenanigans. Um, I love that that pairing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, there's just some other things that I really don't like about it, which is sort of, you know, having to basically herd the rest of the <laughs> cast through the living room, you know, into the kitchen and out to the pool so that way they're not there. And, oh, the entire family now has to be into Will's bedroom in order to catch him oh, in yeah. not being there. And it's like, why are all these people here? They're just shepherded the entire way. Even, <clears throat> excuse me, even at the end, what time did this concert end? Seriously. Because I, it doesn't really sound like they left after Phil got on the stage. Right. Yeah. So it's so like, why should it be after midnight? <laughs> I know they all have to have their moment of goodbye with Graham. And it's like, yeah, so that's the stuff that is just kind of like irritating to me because it's But they're still dressed too. Even if you put them them in their pajamas because they were worried so they wanted to stay up, fine. (laughs) <laughs> but they're still dressed. And exactly, they were like, it's bedtime. And why isn't Will answer, you know, and it's like, you're all dressed. What do you mean it's bedtime? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, so 8 out of 10. I think it's a solid Time's episode. A I enjoy it very much. Um, there are definitely other episodes that I would um, choose to watch mm-hmm. over this one. There are definitely other episodes that I would pick this one over some of the other episodes. Um, so, yeah, just Fair. a nice, solid, middle-of-the-road episode for me. Okay. Well, I'm going to be on the other side. I'm going to empathize with Phil just a little bit more, uh, just because I've been on this side. And you said you have too as well. But I know that, mm-hmm. like, anytime I'm, like, asking my mom, does she, like, go to her yearly physical? And, and has she gotten a mammogram? And, and mm. if I bring those concerns up, she gets really, like, defensive. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, it's so weird. And she's like, stay out of my business. And, and do this and that. And I'm like... Well, mom, I'm I'm like I'm not over forty. <laughs> right, you're at a certain point now where you gotta get these things because listen, you know, we are Puerto Rican and mm-hmm. and we have an African African ancestry and we have like these these diseases within our family, like it's see, like our diabetes, yeah. yes, our yeah. family history, you know, diabetes and, and alcohol addiction and things like that, and so mm-hmm. you, you know you kind of have to just you know keep as healthy as possible so you don't fall within those you just have to you know stay on top of it you know do the right do the things but um so i'm just like i'm just scared sorry that i cared about you right right my my mom is the worst my mom is the kind of person who wouldn't tell us about hospital visits or doctor's Mm -hmm. visits or anything and would only tell us if something terrible was happening but even then we'd have to pull it out of her because then it would be like um she would let something slip like, oh, yeah, because of the surgery I have to go and do in next week. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? And I'm sorry. That's not something that your doctor just would have sprung right. up. Right. So how long has this been going on? How long have you not been telling us? Mm-hmm. And finally, we got to a point where she just agreed to go ahead and like, hey, if you're just go, just tell us, just tell yeah. us. Because it's a mm-hmm. shitty feeling to feel like, you know, I, uh, you know, my first long-term relationship I got really mad and I was like yelling at my mom because she like uh, called us to say like hey um, I have to go in for a screening they may think it may be something serious this that and the other and I got so mad at her because I felt because you know she confessed like you know Mm -hmm. she's been having these sort of visits and has been talking about this for a while it hasn't just been for the last couple of days and I got really mad oh yeah 
and my first, uh, my ex now, but he was my first uh, long-term boyfriend. Um, he's like, why are you so mad? And I'm just like, do you know how shitty it is to know that like, if somebody were to call me one day and tell me like, uh, Belinda is dead and yeah. she had this terminal disease that she had been dealing with for not just months, but possibly even years, I would be like, yeah, that tracks. That's terrible. I hate that. But that 100% is my mother. That's who she would have been. And now, thankfully, my mother and I, we've all reached an agreement where she's at least going to keep us posted. Right. Uh, and she's no longer going to feel the need to just hide it. Because her reasoning was always like, I don't want to marry you. And I'm like, well, this is so much <laughs> less stressful now. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I get it. I agree with it. But also sure. seeing it just because people want to do this for... Um, you know, grandmother uh, and grandparents, it's like, they're not dead. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're not in hospice. Like they do want to live their lives. They do want to go ahead and hang out with their family. They do want to, uh, you know. Have yeah, you don't want to steal that time away. Exactly. And I, that's how I always would feel like, you know, they can do that and we'll make it happen. And um, so often I always feel like, um, the other thing, too, the flip side of that is, like, you know, whenever we would, like, plan, like, family vacations, we would all go, but nobody would ever think to invite my grandmother along. And I'm like, why don't mm -hmm. we take her? Oh, you know, because, of you know, we'd have to take her walker. I'm like, then we take the damn walker. <laughs> Let that thing go. And so finally we started taking her more often. And I was like, see, like, this is not a big thing. But it, I think the underlying thought was what we're talking about here. Like, she's too frail for that. She doesn't mm -hmm. want to do that. And I'm like, she will tell us what she doesn't want to do. Yeah. And if, if today is a day that she's just like, nah, I'm just going to stick around here at the hotel or something, then she can do that. Right. But for us to just immediately act like, you know, somebody of a certain age can't be around you, can't hang out with you, can't do a thing. I'm like, listen. You got to let people decide for themselves. You can't just immediately decide that they now just have to be in their little knit blanket prison. Like, that's not, that's not okay. No. No, it isn't. And, like, yeah. In hindsight, you always think back, right? When you're in the moment, it's different. Like, we say all this stuff now. But, like you said, like, you were mad at your mom. And, you know, I know it's rough. But I told my mom, too, I was like, if I ever find out you weren't getting regular mammograms and you get breast cancer, I'm never going to forgive you. <laughs> I know that's yeah. totally wrong. But, like, right. that's how mad I got <laughs> about it. Well, no, because yeah. you want your family to take care of themselves. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, she's sure. sitting right now. Ma, go get <laughs> <laughs> go get go go to your appointment right now. I mean, even I feel compelled to get mammograms just because I know I personally know women who have passed away at, in their twenties, mm -hmm. in their late twenties, in their early thirties, because mm -hmm. it just even comes younger. It hits uh, younger people now, you mm -hmm. know, with the environmental changes and everything. So it's not just uh, a cancer uh, reserved for people over fifty, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. So I will also rate this. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm copying you. You make such good points. No, go ahead. And copy. If it wasn't, <laughs> let me see. Uh, I don't. But I don't know if I'm inclined to do more of a seven point five or an eight point five. So maybe What's I should the do the middle. Do so yeah. Doing All right, I will do an eight too, just for the same reasons. Um, the directing, of course, it was a little shaky, shakier than and than the week before mm -hmm. uh, that we did, or last week, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Trying to give it some plus. Some pluses, of course, you know, Virginia Capers is amazing as usual. She has great chemistry with the cast. You feel like they're related. Yes. yes. Um, <clears throat> she's the cool hip grandma, but it's not overdone. It's not forced. It's not for. She still has her Southern values. She's still mm -hmm. a strict mama. And even like at backstage, she was like, you know, we should call. We should call back home because I, I'm, I've been there. I've been the parents <laughs> who would right. worry about their child. Um, so I thought that was very nice, um, keeping with the character. And yeah, just how much the kids love her. I, I love that whole dynamic. Like you said, you know, she appeared there. It wasn't really any big overarching uh, reason for the it. The wedding. The family reunion. Yes. Was, oh, God. Okay. Or that she actually had cancer, you know? It was just like right. she had this minor thing. It was a minor thing. She had a cold. She had a cold, but that scared her son so much. Right. So and I think that is a realistic thing um, that, you know, as your children get older, your parents get older, like you said, it's just, you know, your sister was like, oh, my God, my mom's 60. And I'm over here looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger like, oh, my God, he's 70. Right. 
<laughs> I'm like, no, am I like, I look at all these, uh, these people I've looked up to and they're all like 60s mm-hmm. and 70s and Betty White's 99. Yeah, man. Know, Miss Golden Girl. Yeah, man. So it is scary. You know, you're looking at their mortality and your own mortality as you get older. Um, so yeah, I, I will also go with an eight. I think uh, other than um, the whole family being shepherded across the whole set for some reason the entire time, I, don't I think like it was a pretty yeah. solid episode. Yeah, agreed. Solid. Okay. Well, then I guess that'll do it for The Young and the Restless. Yay, we did it. We did another one, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We did another one, 2021. Um, Looking forward to the inauguration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got my champagne for it already. If I'll be celebrating or drinking in despair because somebody's acting a fool. It requires a beverage. Either way requires a beverage. Um, anything you want to plug or point out or promote, Tony? No, I mean, you guys can always find me at the Tony Sanchez uh, on all social medias. Tony with an I, Sanchez with a Z. Although I haven't been posting all that much. I do need to go ahead and uh, start posting again. Uh, 2020 was such a weird year for mm-hmm. content creation. Even just on my own social media feed, I wasn't sharing a whole lot. Um, yeah. I think that partly was just because, you know, you didn't want the feed to immediately go back to shenanigans and funsies when there was just a lot of things, a lot of serious things happening, right? Mm-hmm. And those serious things are still happening, right? It's like we still are in the middle of a pandemic. We still haven't really uh, had uh, a real conversation and with real policy change uh, revolving around, you know, uh, police reform and yeah. some of these other, you know, economic reforms and, you know, just, you know, reinvigorating, you know, uh, the economy and certain cities and, you know, doing what we can in order to make, you know, equitable change, you know, for marginalized communities. So it's like all that is still going on. So then I still wonder, like, even though it's a whole year later, a whole mm-hmm. new calendar year, am I still good to just post silly shit on my on my social feed like I, that's yeah. a question I'm still wrestling with myself and you know once I feel better about that I think I'll you know feel good about posting silliness again and just making people laugh and just posting you know gratuitous selfies and um but yeah for right now it's just kind of me just chilling um but I do post occasionally here and there especially more on my Instagram story uh, so if you guys ever just want to come out hang out see what's going on um yeah please do cool no, I hear that. I'm really bad at social media promoting. <clears throat> I even I haven't even like posted to the uh, show's page in a while, but it's like the you thing. Should do that. Like, I should. I should. I will. I will resume. I think doing this again kind of like brought me out of the slump I was in because again, like the week of the insurrection mm-hmm. happened. Like it was yeah, weird. Was, it was weird. Yeah. And I was looking on Twitter and like people like posting fucking like film TV articles and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, hello. Right. <laughs> hello. It's election. Dismantling. <laughs> Democracy is at stake. <laughs> yeah. It's not business at us- as usual. I'm over here just like, I, you know, I usually don't respond to, to Twitter trolls and, and that's what I classify like Trump space as, but I was getting replies and I, I was just so angry and I'm retweeting things and I'm calling out senators and members of the GOP for their bullshit but, yeah, and I was just oof on that rampage. <laughs> oh, angry Miggy. I like it. Oh, angry. Yes. Um, so while, you know, I will start like commenting on other things, like frivolous things, I guess, you know, my mind is always on the serious issues right. and, and, and looking out for those, those headlines because the only real news I can get is from Twitter, which is right. funny. <laughs> you know, you, I can't. Well, I can't trust mainstream media. I yeah, to get it I mean, from the boots on the ground. I think you know. You kind of touched on it. You know, with the last episode. You know, I tried to go ahead and immediately pivot to, you know, the Fresh Prince episode. But you and I were still catching up. We, I think, we caught up for about a good fifteen twenty minutes. You know, of mm-hmm. that last episode before we actually started talking about the actual episode that we were there to review and break down. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that, but I think my my own and I and I'm so grateful that you did that though because my own fear is always that I'm on a fresh pos, uh, a fresh Prince podcast, Will Smith podcast, and I'm here mm-hmm. to talk about that. And even though I have all the thoughts ever about all these other things that are happening in real time in real life, like that's not what the people are here for. Like we're here <laughs> for the Fresh Prince stuff, right? And yeah. you were like, "No, we're catching up. F them." And I'm like, "All right, mm-hmm. yeah, the hell is that? <laughs> And I put I in the show notes, I said, 
you know, if you want to hear our little rant and if you want to kind of relate to that, you know, that's what the first 20 minutes is about. But if you're just here for total escapism, skip mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes and, yeah. and just jump right into the review of the show. So I do warn that and, and you've got you guys have the option uh, to do that to, to skip when we have more serious, like real life conversations right. outside of the show. We're going to uh, have yeah. to start a whole second podcast just to, I know. just for catch-ups and rants. And <laughs> well, I told you I wanted to develop this, 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 this show, which I won't speak in depth on air, but uh, yeah, like that's still in play with all the, with select ladies, mm-hmm. a select ladies. So that will also be in development <laughs> this year. Is that the name of the show? Select ladies? Cause mm. I can, I, we, I like We could put that on the list. <laughs> it on the list. Select ladies. Hello. I don't know. I feel that feels like an <laughs> escort service. I mean, hey, it, we would we would get traffic either way. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Clip me. <laughs> All right, Tony. Well, thank you again for joining us on this podcast. Um, I hope to get like Jordan back next week. Yes. Uh, yeah. So stay safe out there in California. I heard it's kind of flattening out, but not really. We're okay. I mean, you know, sun is shining. I'm inside. Yeah. I'm food. You know, there's chips. You know, so I'm doing good. I'm all right. Good. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show today. We enjoy having you listen in and and write in and rating us on iTunes. Uh, Five stars, baby. Five stars. (laughs) So we'll see you next week for the next episode, which I don't have in front of me, but it's going to be the one after The Young and the Restless. So (laughs) with that said, uh, happy Sunday. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Bye. The Fresh Podcast of LA is sponsored by Rat House Productions. They do have a full podcast studio available for rental and producing. So if you ever wanted to start podcasting, but you don't have the equipment, for a low price, you can have a full podcast setup at your leisure. We are also sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding Coffee Company is a black LGBTQ plus affiliated and owned coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers, podcasters, and streamers. They serve high-quality premium coffee to customers around the world with flavors such as Mexican chocolate, Cinnabon, and pumpkin spice. 50% of the proceeds from all company-branded merchandise are directly donated towards a charity of their choice that is in need. Their passion is giving back to those in need, just like we once were. For 13% off your order, please use the code MiggySpicy. And again, you can go to Grinding Coffee Co. Dot com. That's grindingcoffeeco.com to order. If you would like to send feedback or any questions to the show, you can email us at thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. Again, our email is thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. And please rate us on iTunes.